Yeah. Lead. You know I lead by example. Lead. Lead the way. Lead. I'm at the lead the way. Lead. Well, follow me, lead the way. Follow me. Watch out, I lead the way. Lead. Welcome to another episode of Lead the Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Fippy Cool Kid. And I know, you guys, it has been a long time since I have recorded an episode. But that is a conversation for another day. <laughs> um, just know that I celebrated a birthday. I turned 29. And uh, that whole month was just crazy in April. So just forgive me, but it's May. And I'm back now with another episode. And uh, this episode is called The Wave on Diversity. And I have a special guest with me um, as we talk about diversity and just coming from different cultures and understanding each other. And um, her name is Kim. Hello, Kim. Welcome hey, to the show. Thank you. I'll thank let you. her introduce herself. Mm. So, Kim, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Yes. Um, so, my name is Kim. I'm from the Netherlands in Europe. And the Netherlands is actually in West Europe. So, okay. it's close to Belgium, France, Germany. But I think most people will know Amsterdam. Okay. Amsterdam is the capital of uh, the Netherlands. Okay. Famous for um, hookers, weed. Mm. Um, yeah, the red light district, hookers, uh, cheese, I guess, licorice, mm. um, liberal party, and a good government, I guess. Oh. Yeah. No. Good government. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yes. I, thought, so I thought that, you know... Um, that Kim would be a great guest for this topic because we are from two different sides of the world and mm-hmm. um, we're going to be talking today to see if we share like similar experiences and even different experiences and just talk about it and have a conversation. Um, so, and I met Kim uh, through my friend and, you know, we just clicked. It was and we went out one time for New Year's one year. You remember that? <laughs> Wasn't it like the first time that I actually met yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. It was, it was like, like hey, yeah, money, hey, like, okay, yeah. what are we going to do for New Year's? Yeah. And we danced the night away that, that night. That was good. That was a good night. And I remember we were just, we were still driving like 6 a.m. Okay, where's the next right, party? Where's, where's the next, next party? Yeah. And then we both fell asleep and Keenan still drove the car. And we were like, okay, let's just, just go home. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we just quit fun. instantly. And mm-hmm. um She's back here in Atlanta, and um, I was telling her about our podcast at the house party that I had, and we was like, yo, we need to do an episode. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about diversity today. And, um, you know, before we get into the conversation, I want to um, read this definition of diversity um, that I think will hit home for, you know, what we're going to be talking about today. And it says, um, the concept of diversity encompasses acceptance and respect. It means understanding that each individual is unique Mm. and recognizing our individual differences. These can be along the dimensions of race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, age, physical abilities, religious beliefs, political beliefs, or other ideologies. It is the exploration of these differences in a safe, positive, and nurturing environment. It is about understanding each other and moving beyond simple tolerance to embracing and celebrating the rich dimensions of diversity contained within each individual. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that is what we're going to be hitting on today. So we're going to mm-hmm. be talking about everything, you know, that is different about us and just understanding different perspectives. Yes. So, um, 
Me, I am from Utahville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is a. I looked it up the other day. We have a population of about two hundred and ninety-six people. Yes, not um, thousand, but two hundred ninety-six. <laughs> period. Okay, gotcha. Period. Two hundred ninety-six. <laughs> period. So it's very small. You know, we got mm-hmm. our one grocery store, our yeah. one gas station. Um, we just had okay. an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like one street, and then after that, in the town limit, you know, you had your houses of the community people living spread out. Yeah. Some of the houses were closed, but you probably had, like, a lot of grass, a lot of trees, a lot of woods, mm-hmm. and then you were run upon another house. Okay. And then, of course, you have your churches um, yeah. that make up a lot, but... And, of course, everybody knew each other. Yeah, everybody yeah. knew each other, yeah. So, so if so there was, like, a new face in town, people would just call each other, like, hey, is that you? Or <laughs> like, how did that go? <laughs> Who's this person? Right, you know, they'd be like, oh, who you? More than likely, if you're coming, more than likely, if somebody moved to Utahville, then they had to know somebody that lived there before, and they just came and was like, hey, um, I came from this place, and I'm coming to get a slower-paced life, and, Mm. you know, I'm coming to calm down and kind of, you know, focus and be here. But it's like, we're looking like, yo... Why the fuck you here? Like, there ain't nothing here. But it's, it's good people, it's good Southern life, and, um, it was a good time, so... That's just a, a different, um, that's just my childhood of growing yeah. up. So, uh, what about where you're from? Like, how, yes. can you explain how much the... <laughs> of course. So, um, I'm from Arnhem, and that's like an hour away from Amsterdam, and it's more close to Germany. So, it's more like the eastern, southeastern part of the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. But uh, my, pe- my parents are actually from Suriname, and that's in, that is in South America. So, when they were like 22, 23, they moved to the Netherlands. Okay. And I think that was like the first wave of black people moving to the Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. Um, and they do not share a lot, but of course, I think they went through a lot, though, as well in that time. And the reason why they chose the Netherlands is because um, Suriname was like a Dutch colony. So in slavery time, um, Dutch people actually brought um, African enslaved people to Suriname as well to mm-hmm. uh, be slaves over there. So um, later, they also brought like Asian people. Uh, people from Java and people from China mm-hmm. um, and people from uh, more so the western part of Asia to Suriname as well. So it's like a very diverse country. So you have Creole mm-hmm. people over there, Asian people, Brazilian people now because it's close to Brazil as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there are more Surinamese people in the Netherlands than in Suriname. So <laughs> there are like 5,000 uh, sorry, 500,000 Surinamese people in the Netherlands, I guess, or maybe 600,000. And I think there are like 400,000 Surinamese people actually in Suriname. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what yeah. is like, so the population is like very diverse. In Suriname, though. In yeah. Suriname, but yeah. in, in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands, yeah, most people, the majority is white, of course, Europe. Um, and I think there are maybe altogether maybe 700,000 bicultural people. So mm-hmm. I also, I'm also including, of course, Moroccans, North Africa, um, maybe people from West Africa, um, the Dutch Antilles, of course, also. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot of Jamaicans, though. So I think that kind is Turkish people, um, Syrian. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. But where I grew up, though, in Arnhem, because most Surinamese black people actually moved to Amsterdam and kind of, um, how do you say that? Not looked for each other, but kind of stayed together, yeah, you know? Yeah, like together. So you have, like, a little people. mini, like yeah, a like mini, mini, black, community. Yeah, mini community. But, of course, my parents, being there, <laughs> <laughs> actually, they are, actually moved to Arnhem. 
um, majority white city, majority white neighborhood. And I don't think it was a way for them to feel like, oh my God, I want to blend in and oh my God, that's the life. But I do think they thought, okay, my children will be less distracted though. Like oh, okay. with Arnhem, a little bit more quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, a slower pace. So I really grew up in a, in a white environment. Mm. Yeah, but my parents did make sure that we always stayed in touch with the Surinamese roots. Uh-huh. So we had a lot of parties at oh. that place with Surinamese <laughs> bands, food, <laughs> liquor. And we always went to an all-black church. Okay. Um, of course, I have my family that I visited, you know. And yeah, they always made sure that that side was represented okay, as well. Okay, that's though. good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you went to high school with with majority white people. Yes. And that's different because I went to school with majority black people. Okay. And, yeah, and we had probably like one... To probably like a good handful of white people mm. that was at the school. Yeah. So you probably had a class with at least one white girl, two white girls, okay. or one white guy. But we in the whole class probably like of a whole like like junior, senior, freshman like yeah. each class. You probably had about six or seven white people total wow. out the whole thing. Um I think in high school <laughs> most of the teachers were black. Yeah. Um, and then you had like some uh, European or uh, Philippine okay um, teachers and stuff like that who were trying to come to America and work. And, yeah. Um, but they were really nice. And okay. Yeah. So, but that was, and I guess going to school with all black people, it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. It was, yeah. I, I was, I would say it's fun. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Even, I think I haven't even had a chance to reflect on like what yeah. the experience was. Yeah. Like just being around all of the same like-minded individuals, mm-hmm. um, as compared to going to a white school where you kind of feel yeah. a little bit like the outcast. Yeah, but and I the, guess um, I'm sorry, I didn't oh, no, want yeah, to interrupt yeah, you. But the thing is, because I was so used to it, mm-hmm. and when I'm older now and I can actually look back at it, it's kind of insane. And of course, I always knew I was black. I never want to be something else but it was just there like okay it makes sense i'm i'm brown i'm black you're white and i always was uh, most of the time the only black brown kid mm-hmm. but fortunately it was never like an issue though and i'm not saying that it can be an issue in the netherlands yeah. like racism is everywhere yeah. but for some reason i had a really nice childhood um but over there is it the unspoken racism where they're kind of like we see you but we're not going to say anything but we're just going to and like silently treat you this kind of way yes or yes it's, it it's like definitely a... more subtle oh, okay. um, but it's definitely also institutionalized though mm. you know but I do think like the blatant racism which you sometimes hear in the United States that uh-huh. people would like actually call you the n-word yeah. you won't see that in the Netherlands oh, okay. that that uh, that much but it's definitely is there like it's more so um the the um the prejudgment, I guess. Like, yeah. you're black, okay, oh. so you probably live, live in this neighborhood. You probably have this type of education. You're probably only interested in, in twerking and rap, and you probably um, yeah. want to sing. You probably mm-hmm. want to become a singer. Like, it's all those stereotypes, stereotypes how oh, they okay. think. Um, so it's always funny when, when people actually hear what, what some of my friends or my sisters or my parents or I um, exactly do. Um... Yeah, and, and Dutch people love to ask questions a lot. I don't know mm. if American people have that too, but they, you know, on, on birthdays, they would just randomly ask, okay, how do you treat your hair? How does that work? Or um, how does it look down there? Or <laughs> like, 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 okay, it's like, 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 like
Yeah, they really love to ask a lot of questions. And at first I felt not obligated, but I was just like, okay, let me just answer it and then we're done. But now I'm like, no, if I don't want to, I don't want to. Like it's, it's you know, yeah. I'm here at a birthday party. I know I'm black, but it doesn't always have to be about, you know, my blackness or you don't always have to ask questions, questions about yeah. politics or racism or blah, mm. blah, blah. Sometimes I just want to have my drink and talk about yeah. some other stuff, you know? So it's kind of like that comment when they say like, like how white people would be like, uh, oh, I have a friend who's black. I'm not racist. My sauce, can, it definitely like can that. be so like that. Like they're yeah, trying to get to know can, yes. some things about black people. So mm-hmm. then when they have this conversation, like, oh no, yes. I know Kim. Yes. She's black and she yes. has a sauce. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it definitely like, oh, can be wow. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think it's because, of course, it's, it's not, it's maybe less worse when people just say, okay, you probably grew up in the, that neighborhood because you're black instead of people actually calling you the n-word but it's still so offensive though mm-hmm. because now you're you're just assuming just because i'm black i make a certain amount of money right i did um i had like a different education mm-hmm. my parents maybe did different stuff it's insane all these you know all those labels That's yeah all crazy. those labels yeah but it makes more fun though when when you can actually counter those stereotypes you know yeah Yeah. so did y'all like have like high school parties and stuff of like yeah we did and the funny thing did you go to prom did you have a prom no, we just called it like the end party. Like the end party. <laughs> yeah, like the end party. <laughs> it's all good. dressed up and stuff. Feel like and yeah, but not like we. It was like a good way to dress sexy when you want to. So we didn't actually have the gown. We just had our little cut off shorts and mm. our little crop tops. It was a way to actually try to be sexy oh, at the okay. end party. That was more our thing. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so end yeah. party, that's what they call it. Yeah, as simple as it's gonna get, yeah. End of the year, end of the phase, end party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so like you went to, so you're, you're in school now. Yes. And you are studying to get your PhD. Yes. And what was your um, study, your dissertation on again? Yeah, okay, so I'm um, investigating how the images of masculinity and femininity in commercial rap music videos might affect the self-concepts of black adolescents in Atlanta and Amsterdam. Okay, so say that one more time yes, for, the listeners, for the listeners. So, yeah, yes. So how the images of masculinity and femininity in commercial rap might affect the self-concepts of black adolescents in Amsterdam and Atlanta. And I can maybe give an example. So, um how relationships are being portrayed, how masculinity is being portrayed. So if you watch commercial rap music videos, what does that tell you about being a real man? And mm-hmm. what does that tell you about being a real woman? Mm-hmm. And as an adolescent, let's say like a 15, 60 year old, if you watch those videos, do you think you can become a real man? And if you don't, affect does that affect your self-esteem and in what way Mm. yeah so definitely with men is more so the material materialistic aspect so when Mm. a lot of rappers um talk about balenciaga balmain and you have some boys who are 17 and 18 and aren't able to buy those things yet they Mm -hmm. can maybe think oh my god i have to wear those brands to feel like a real man and with women it's more so the beauty standards like okay i have to maybe have a big butt you know big breasts i have to look exotic to maybe get a man 
Um, and I always say I love rap music. I love hip hop culture. So mm. this is not like a big critique on the culture, but I do think we need more of a balance, though. So I love my tour Cardi B, City Girls. I love Megan <laughs> Thee Stallion. But we can also have a little bit more of political rap, maybe, yeah. or more so female empowerment. And the same goes for men, though. Like I love my trap music, yeah. but we also need like the J Coles and the Kendrick yeah, and the Chances. We do. We yeah, do. yeah. And I guess I guess like. And I, I've heard like similar arguments to this conversation of, of, mm-hmm. of like, especially it's like rap with trap music. Yeah, it's kind of like since we're in America mm-hmm. and we have been um, living under the system that's not for us. Yeah, this is kind of the only, not the only, but this is one of the ways that yeah. we have to express the suppression. Yes. So yes, um, I guess it's kind of like. I guess it's some people's truth to not really having the chance to get an opportunity yeah. to like be successful, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. In the eyes of like, you know, your corporate people. Yes. Of like yes. saying, yes. Hey, I went to school, I went to yes. college. Yeah. I went to so and so. But sometimes yeah. I guess the system is like, No, because you're a black male, uh, then yes. you're not gonna be able to yeah. or we're gonna hold you back from trying to do yeah. this. So it's like well, what what are my choices? So of some course. people have turned to yeah, the drugs course. and that yeah. fast life to kind of. Yeah. So some people, I'm thinking, I'm, I think the, who somebody who expressed that the most is like Ti. Yes. Of like how they talk about trap and stuff yes, like that. Yes, so, yes, and definitely like the gangster rap of the '90s. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely understand, and that's like also one of the reasons why I'm actually doing this because. Um, of course I'm busy with my research but I'm already working so sometimes I give lectures or I host like hip hop events and stuff like that and especially in the Netherlands I try to make people aware of that fact because it's so easy for them to think like oh my god all those black men who are doing drugs why would you do that Mm -hmm. it's a stereotype please just go to school and when I try to come in it's actually explain how some systems work in America and if you're like in a certain situation and you only think that's the only way out mm-hmm. chances are you're gonna do that right, you know yeah. so I try to create awareness about that aspect as well but also of course how politics how I think the Reagan era planted certain drugs in areas so mm. it was kind of hard for some black people to actually overcome that you know right. And um, the same goes for women as strippers, I guess. Mm -hmm. But some women chose to strip because it's easy money and maybe the only way out. But what I want to say, though, although I definitely get what you're saying, but I do think if it's being glorified too much in rap music, Uh I don't want that black boys who actually think they can become a lawyer or a doctor listen to too much trap and think oh my god maybe I should just do that right, because it's the that, wave yeah. right now yeah. you know and uh-huh. please if you want to become a lawyer or a doctor do that, do that and you yeah. can still listen to future you know yeah, yeah. so it's like <laughs> it's kind of one of those things like everything has to be done in moderation like yes. you have to like yes. you can't have too much of it because it yeah. will I feel like really it does have an effect yeah. on us I guess mm-hmm. it depends on a lot of different factors like yeah. your upbringing your yes, definitely um, your mindset yes um, yeah your self-esteem, your self-esteem like are you really yeah. secure about the person right. that you are yeah. So yeah all of that stuff can play a factor because if you especially like if you see that kind of behavior getting a lot of attention mm-hmm. and then you may feel like well this is what i need to do to kind yeah. of fit in yeah so yeah that's interesting yeah that's real interesting yeah and especially when you mix that with of course, the bragging. I definitely understand when you're a, a, a young guy and you see a lot of, you know, beautiful cars and right. name brands and beautiful women and you actually want to get that now and you don't want to wait 10 years, you know, go to school, blah, 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 internships. 
Yeah, it can be tempting. I definitely yeah. understand that. Yeah, and it's yeah. so fast too. It's, it's like so yeah. fast. Yeah, and it's like it's just in your face because it's like if you look at the mm. videos and stuff. Like yes. But the thing is, uh, I feel like they they used to play more videos when I was younger. Yeah. Than like now, like I guess because mm-hmm. it has become so digital and everything is so. Mm-hmm. But it used to be a point where we it used to be like world premiere of this video coming on and it's like you sitting in front of the TV on, and looking yes. at MTV or yes. even it used to be um, making the video did you did you, like MTV you remember MTV I, yeah, MTV but what was making the video they actually showed you how they yeah, made like the they, video yeah okay. they went the high, behind the scenes of mm. the making of the video and then they prepared, ah. they premiered it the last you know three minutes or five yes, minutes I saw of the show yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like you mm-hmm. got to see and a video was a big thing you had one on Six and Park yes um, you know the top ten videos right mm-hmm. now and then you have your performance so it was like you had all of that in your face yeah and our generation I feel yeah than how it is now and I guess now it's still out there but it's kind of like a more leverage because you have YouTube yes or you can you know it's so you can choose now to just be mm-hmm. like hmm, let me go look up this video yeah. and it's there instead yeah. of just saying this is the video that's on. This is on. the premiere. Yeah, this, this is the, yeah. yeah. And of course, you have to suggest this on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Because actually, yes, <laughs> I was like, I have a, do you know the song Gun Lean from Russ? Left, right, left, right. Gun Lean. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> some like UK drill music. Uh-huh. But I, I had drill hour yesterday. And that's on YouTube. You know, when you get, like listen to one drill song, it kind uh, of gives yeah, you, you a little <laughs> That's very they say, you know you got a whole like yeah. little thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> but that's interesting. I think that's a really cool topic to like Thank you. to study, Thank and you. I think it's something that's important. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of companies now though are being like intentional about the messages that they are putting out. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Like in reference to there's a Calvin Klein. Um, yeah. Did you see it and with Lupita? Of, no, no, it was a oh. big heavyset girl. Oh, I have to not see dis- that Not yet. to describe it like that, but you know yeah. what I mean. But she was, you know, a voluptuous woman. Yes. And she was, um, she was in her like the top and the drawers or whatever. Nice. But it was a, it wasn't the norm mm-hmm. of a regular, um, clothing Model, line I ad. Guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was just her. And she was just like sitting there. I forgot what the ad said, but it was like it was good to see that that they're That's good. breaking barriers of like yeah. there are women that look like this who can you know succeed or I hope that it helps though you know I really hope so and um, because one of the latest discussions though is really how Instagram can affect self esteem Mm. so I'm trying to kind of incorporate it in my research as well when you look at you know the Instagram models and the rappers dating certain Instagram models like you have women who actually go to Instagram and just get insecure because they see all those pictures of perfection so they kind of compare perfect picture to their worst Real, picture yes. but of course so many filters you don't know if they maybe got got something done, done yeah you know and, and beauty I, comes in all different right, shapes and thing. shapes yep. and you know so i call it instagram insta gratification that's what it is yes instagram insta gratification that's so true and that's it i mean yeah, that's it's so true and i guess it's people i talked about that in my social media um, mm-hmm. um episode it's like mm-hmm. if you um if you really just start to conceptualize social media, it's yeah. just really people being the driver of showing the highlights in their of life. Course. So it's like if yeah. you understand that this yeah. is just a highlight yeah. Yeah. of what this person wants yeah. to show, yeah. then you kind of can you know yes. grab yourself to be yes. like, okay, yes, this is just yes. this person may be doing this to raise yes. their self esteem. 
Yeah. Or, you know, but I get how, you know, people can look at, damn, I don't have this. Or why is this not happening? Yeah, to it, has, it has to be, um, how do you say that? You really have to be uh, conscious about mm-hmm. that. And usually when you're you on do. the timeline, you just don't think about all those things you right. said. So you yeah. actually, when you look at a picture, I think you just have to breathe. Yeah, you gotta breathe <laughs> and by, you know, all the things you have to you take, said. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Or if somebody's on vacation, you yeah. can't be like, damn, why well, ain't going yeah. on no trips? You gotta yeah. be like, Oh, okay. this person yeah. just had a chance to exactly, go travel. Exactly. Oh, good exactly. for you. Yes. Move it on. Move it on. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that with the whole fakeness on Instagram sometimes, you know, you had some influence coming out lately on YouTube that they actually was faking their whole lifestyle. Mm. So that's insane too. And the funny thing is because um, I also give like media literacy workshops. Mm-hmm. So I also talk about social media and, it, and their influences. Uh, but it's tempting because I sometimes think like, oh shit, you know. So it, so it can, it's it's yeah. that strong. Like you can even teach others about it, uh-huh. but you can be affected yourself yep, as well. You can. And the weird thing, especially the likes, is also that I, I too, always yeah. call myself like social media side bitch because. <laughs> <laughs> Because for some reason, this may be going to sound petty and oh my god, she's in her feelings. But for some reason, people don't necessarily like my posts or pictures, Mm -hmm. but then slide in a DM and gas me up. So it's weird. And I'm like, okay, but you clearly wrote, um, read my article. You clearly, you know, watch that video or you know everything that I'm doing in Atlanta right now. Uh But you cannot just hit the like button. (laughs) You can go to my DM and then write a whole dissertation about how much you love my work. Like, it's weird. But I have to catch myself then too. Like, okay, don't worry about the like. At least that person saw it. They will maybe get Mm -hmm. you another job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, oh, it's wow. yeah, I yeah, never understood that. Other... Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, because I think also that kind of has an effect on like relationships, like the likes. Oh, I've heard from yeah. like several people of like if somebody has a certain amount of following mm. and like likes, mm-hmm. that will kind of like turn them off from trying to like date that person. Yes. And feel like, oh, this yes. person is like too, yes, but then they're kind of. But then in the counter of that, I've also yeah. seen like, oh, you don't have a lot of followers. Like, <laughs> why what, Why are you so secretive? Or like, what's going on with that? So it's kind of been like, I've seen both <laughs> ends of the spectrum. It's like, is this really going to affect like... Right, that's insane. I've seen, yeah, so that's another... But I can, I can definitely understand it because I did date guys... Who was who were really popping on mm-hmm. social media, and for some reason it did it did make me feel like yeah I don't know, I don't know if I wanna uh, yeah but like, I still yeah. did it though because yeah. of course you're gonna rationalize it but I yeah. can definitely understand that other people would think like okay if you had like five six thousand you know people liking your page like, or liking your post yeah, like, you know <laughs> were all those six thousand people and on the other hand I think it's also suspect when men or oh, suspect is maybe not the word but I also meet men who really don't have social media mm-hmm. See, that's the like, whole other yeah. <laughs> are you a murderer are you yes. trying to what's really going on yes. so, yeah. yeah interesting interesting so yeah. um as far as like culture and um, the Netherlands or should mm-hmm. I say Amsterdam or do you uh, you could maybe for your listeners you can maybe do Amsterdam Amsterdam yeah, so yeah. in Amsterdam mm-hmm. what is how would you describe the culture like compared to America Oof. in the sense of like uh, we can start with like We were talking about music, so let's let's talk yeah. about music. How does 
How does and you can do you can do different genres or even you can stick to okay. hip hop cultures. But where is Amsterdam now as far as like compared to America in the music? Yeah. Music. Um, okay, so again, Amsterdam is the capital of the Netherlands, but mm-hmm. I do think that all trends kind of start in Amsterdam and Rotterdam, mm-hmm. another big city. And rap music is definitely the most popular genre in the Netherlands as well. Okay. But we're kind of later than, of course, the United States, you know? So now it's like hyper commercialized. And I do think in the United States, hip hop is getting a little bit, little bit back to its roots. So I do think like a few years from now, people are kind of over the whole overly commercialized rap and it will be more like real and telling your story and maybe more political. Uh But in the Netherlands, we're really at a peak of commercialization. Mm. Um, So who is like the top, who are the top artists streaming over there or would you say that's yeah. popular over there yeah now? and it's bad I have to listen to more Dutch rap music but I would probably say Famke Louise she's a female artist I don't think she's a rap artist but people call her a rapper okay I would probably say Boof and Little Kleine okay uh, I don't know if you can maybe incorporate like a snippet for your uh-huh. listeners yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look them up trying to see yeah what was the first name Famke Louise Famke Louise uh-huh. Boof Boof. And like B-O-F-L? Kleine. B-O-E-F. B-O-E-F. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and Little Kleine. Um, so those are like major Dutch rap yes, artists who yes, are doing and, well yes, there. Yes, and Boof was a little bit controversial because he started off as like how they call the Netherlands, like an asshole. Uh-huh. You know, he was a, kind of a thug and then he started flogging, like became popular, yes. Mm. And then all of a sudden he was like a popular rap artist with a lot of money and then he called women hoes and stuff like that oh. so the Netherlands was like so oh my god who's the guy so Boof is um, Al- from Algeria okay Famke Louise is white European and Little Klein is white European as well mm. and what I'm also always trying to do is shout out the black rap artists because we have amazing black rap artists in the Netherlands like mm-hmm. Swart Licht Typhoon mm-hmm. um, Fresco and they make more of a political content rap wait so wait y- yeah so but yeah. you're telling me the face uh, of of Amsterdam or Netherlands rap is white European or no? I'm just asking. I, I, yeah, I, I think we can conclude that. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just I just had yeah, to answer that. and I, I'm thinking I'm thinking again because again I'm more focused on American rap. But if I look at the chances that those rappers get, like on shows and commercials, I would definitely say that th- those are the faces. Um, and of course you have some quasi popular black rap artists, but I do think they, they could be more popular. And of course I think they needed to be the face of Dutch rap because they started the whole shit. Yeah. You know, like even like the old school rappers like Postman and Unique. Um, and of course Dutch, um, white European rappers also started the movement like back in the days. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there should be more of a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting, um, and especially when you kind of see that some artists—I'm not going to name names—actually <laughs> <laughs> copying some type of formula. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, okay, I'm trying to make urban music, so I have to twerk. I have to say I have a big ass, but it's flat as fuck. Um, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have to wear certain clothes. Yeah. I have to wear my hair a certain way. Yeah. So just culturally appropriating this 
different things to kind of fit into. It feels like it. It feels like. But of course, they think they're real and authentic and this is just who they are. But it kind of feels like cultural appropriation. And I think that would never fly in the, in America, though. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to compare certain artists to Iggy Azalea, uh-huh. um, but I do think that the community is quick to just check people. Like, okay, this is enough. Yeah, when this, yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna so like, take and, this anymore. So, do you think like do artists in out of the country do you, do you think that they feel like they are trying to get to America to try to um, hit American as far as like streams and an exposure question. or is it kind of like because I see in America I personally think yeah. that we value more artists from another country than as opposed to the actual talent that we yeah. have in America so like if you like okay. no, well not not value but we yeah. we put more Okay. Into into the artists that are actually not from America. Yeah, and uh, that's just me personally. I don't know. Okay, I gotta give okay. my gotta give my evidence and research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just think that. Um, yeah, I think I, I really do think that. So I, I was just thinking from a, their perspective: Are they really trying to um, come over here to get exposure and get that kind of mainstream thing in America, or is it vice versa also for? Um, but I think that's how American artists may look at it too. Like if they can yeah. really tour America, yeah. but then when they say world tour and, yeah. and name that, then they feel like, it, oh, oh, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, really yeah. it now because um, yeah, I'm, I'm in Europe. Yeah, I'm in Europe. Yeah. I'm in you know Australia. Yeah, 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 so it's kind of yeah. like I wonder if um, you know foreign artists had that same drive to be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But yo, when I get to America, yeah. that's gonna be it. So. Yeah. Do they have that or? Um, I think some do have that. I know that, especially producers trying to make it in America, mm-hmm. though. And I think there are some producers who actually made it. I want to say Busy, a Dutch producer. I think he did a song for Sierra or something. I remember that Armeno once had an interview at Power Los Angeles. That uh-huh. was like a whole thing. So when things like that happen, people in the Netherlands do talk about it. Like, oh my God, a rap artist from the Netherlands or oh my God, a Dutch producer is making it in America. But I don't think that the majority of them want to do that. And I also think because they're very self-reflecting, is that a word? Like they know, like, I don't know if they're going to compete with actually... American okay. rappers. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really cute for the Dutch market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's kind of like a, a, a shaky territory to be like, I think, yeah. I yeah. Yeah, I don't see certain artists actually try to make it in America. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because like sure. Adele, um, mm-hmm. I think like The Weeknd, um, I think Drake. Steph Landon. Drake, yeah. yeah. It's like a lot of people. Um, but they're very talented. Though. Yeah, they are very yeah, talented. Not saying that I'm talented. saying, yeah, the talent yeah. is there. I yeah. will say that. Yeah. The talent is there. Yeah. But I just I just seen a trend and like when I actually look at artists mm-hmm. and you kind of like research and be like, hmm, yeah. where is this person from? And you'll really find out that they're really not even from America. Right. So it's like, wow. Yeah. So I just, I just always thought of that like, but I do think more artists are from London, though, don't you think? And maybe it could also be a language barrier because mm-hmm. our first language is Dutch. Mm. So maybe it's harder for Dutch artists to actually maybe rap and sing consistently in English. And maybe that could be a thing. And of course, in London, they, you know, English is their first language. Even with the whole 21 Savage thing. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't even from Atlanta. Right. No, I'm like, no, but, you know, 
that's it. But so as I, when that came out and I saw it, and I was yes. like, you know what? Why well, did not even catch this? Right. Ad? Because I can see it after it got out, and I was like, oh, I can't really see that. You know, he could <laughs> be from. I can. I really was like open. I was really open minded. Like, you know what? I can really see this because he does have like a different little sound to him. But you wouldn't. I don't think a lot of people would automatically put no, it there. No. But after if somebody came up with the speculation, yes. I would be like, hmm, you got me like fifty percent. Okay. You know, I wouldn't be like a. Come on now. Yeah. You know? yeah but yeah. I, they got me like you know a good fifty sixty percent mm-hmm. to be like this is possible. Yeah. But you know, I still fuck with him. But you know, I yeah. just thought that was really that was funny. Yeah, was funny. and I do think you know, in this whole digital era, excuse me, it's maybe easier to try because you can just put your music on the internet, and when you know people in the United States fuck with it, you know, right. you can become popular. Can be like, yeah, oh, exactly. Okay, so it's definitely easier. Yeah. But again, for Dutch artists, I don't know. Mm. I don't know for now. Yeah, and we there is a lot of talent over there, but maybe in different genres. Even more, I really like Anouk, and she kind of make like rock music ish, okay. or Bluff. That's more so like Dutch folklore, I guess, like more slow music. There's uh-huh. a lot of talent over there, but rap music wise, yeah, maybe the old school rap artists. Yeah, I don't know if this generation would cut it, but like the older rap artists, like Postman, Unique, yeah. But I think they think they're too old right now, which oh, they not. Okay. But I can see that they would probably think that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but we will see. You know, maybe we'll I'm see, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of those. You know, maybe Boof Little Klein or Famke Louise would become popular. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Like, year, just like you United said, like stuff like SoundCloud or YouTube. Exactly. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what may happen. Yeah, that's true. We will see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we will see. Yeah. But it's funny though, talking about diversity, because every time when I'm in the States, I'm reminded of how Dutch I actually am. Mm-hmm. And when I'm back home, I'm reminded of how Atlanta I really became. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Because so, like, yeah, what's the one yeah. example of that? Like, Let's see. Um... Okay, when I'm back home, like it's 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 common to greet people, especially people who look like you. Mm-hmm. And when I try to do this at home, it's kind of like, okay, why we don't know each other, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's less common, and um, it's also like being being like free and being yourself and be able to balancing the whole. Like, okay, I love twerk music, I love rap music, but I can also be, like, a doctor and have, you know, like, the whole balance what I see in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, you can be a scholar, educated, and, yeah, and you can and still have the, the little, uh, yeah, little on it. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm yes, off. I'm yes. off. So, what's up? What's good? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And back home, you don't see that that often. So, what are they doing? Are they just like... <laughs> Like it's oh, I know we, y'all we definitely have y'all know how the, to get it. The weed and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. definitely. But it's like it's real to explain. I think only Keelan understands it when I say this is so Atlanta. Or maybe you understand it too. Like there's something about Atlanta. So it's just the like I get what so you're saying. Atlanta. Like you know, I, yeah. like I can be a doctor, but at the same time, if mm-hmm. you play. You know, city girls. I'm right. Yes. Right that, give yes. Up. But yes. then over there, it's kind of like, like oh, mm, good morning. Good morning. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're really doing that? Or is this really like not looking yeah. down on you, but they kind of no. just looking at you like sideways or kind of funny? Yeah. Mm. Or, or maybe they don't understand that you can maybe be like a feminine. And I don't like calling myself a feminist because it's so tainted that word. Mm. But let's say I'm for equal rights, of right. course, for men and women, and have a certain profession. 
but still enjoy women twerking. Like, I think it's like harder to grasp for them, maybe. Yeah. Or really, it's the thing that they really don't understand the culture. And mm. here is a majority of black people. Yeah. So obviously, they understand their own culture. Now, so the they're black less to understand it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the, like how you said, remember, like yeah. you have your major population of yes. like white people, and then yeah. you have a little black community where yes. they're like sticking yeah. together. Do, yeah. do they understand it at least, uh, or is it just the? Yeah, I think they do understand, but people, I think they're a little bit more surprised than black people over here, though. Mm. Maybe because it's not that common again. Like it's not that common that you are like three-dimensional, 360, you can have, like, different things in your character, and it doesn't necessarily Effect, mean like, things when yeah. you're, like, highly educated or well, you grew high, up yeah, in a certain like neighborhood or, you know? So you can still be like, mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what kind of music are they? I mean, not, not you know, yeah. not specifically what kind of music are they listening to, yeah. but, like, they're kind of just keeping it really... Now, it's right. maybe the same music, but I think Dutch people are more modest, and we call it like oh, okay. Calvinisties. Like we're very, like okay, just be be normal. That's already crazy enough. So, for instance, if you go out and you hear like good music, you will be- definitely see people bobbing. You maybe see a girl in a corner doing a little twerk. So here. But over here, it's a whole different. Oh. Thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's a whole different We call thing. that cutting the fuck up. Cut- so yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I think that has has something to play with it. Oh, and even like my okay. family, of course, I love them dearly. And of course, they also have like a little oomph to them. Mm-hmm. But it's still contained, I guess. Like it's still, yeah, modest in a yeah. modest way. Yeah. And over here, when I'm in the United States, I do feel Dutch because, yeah, in what way? Because my experiences are different. Like, uh-huh. I'm not African-American. And although we have, like, the, the black experiences mm-hmm. or we have a lot of similarities and nine of the ten times I just hit it off with people randomly just because we're yeah. so alike in many uh-huh. ways. But yeah. it's still kind of different. Mm-hmm. And even how I eat, I guess. Like, in the Netherlands, we usually eat, like, bread in the morning with cheese. You maybe have, like, your glass of milk or your tea. You know, and then in as lunch, you also have, like, your bread with peanut butter. And at night, you only eat warm. And then after that, you have, like, a little dessert. But it's more so... How do you say that? I don't want to say healthy, but I guess, uh-huh. though, it's yeah, a little bit uh-huh. more healthy. Okay. And we also love, like, a lot of fruit. So I think the way I eat is maybe sometimes different that I have to get used so to. So interesting. What's, like, what's the whole rationale behind, like, the eating... The bread and the... And then eating warm, yeah. What, yeah. Is it, what does it do? I like, can't what's explain the, it. It's just something... Or is it just how you, you were, like, right? with. Yeah, so, okay. it, so I, I don't think I have, eat, I have eaten warm in the United States every time. I, because it feels weird. Hold on, you mean, like, when you, what do you mean by eating warm? So explain like, that. Like, yeah, I do have friends who get, like, Chipotle or maybe Wendy's at 2 or 3 p.m., or they maybe get like some rice, and I'm like, it's only two free pm. Don't you, to, don't you want to get some bread with peanut? I am dead ass. Like it's weird to me. And I'm like, no. And I'm there with my sandwich, you know. Wait, so, okay, so you eat bread, yeah. or cheese, and then yeah. bread or peanut butter. Yes, and then I always have, like, my piece of fruit. And then piece of fruit. Yeah, after bread, you always eat a piece of fruit. But and this is so... This is, <laughs> <laughs> so this is how you were raised, though. Like, yeah. so, so, like, you growing up, then... 
your meals like yes during the day or even yes. at school was yes. the same kind of mm, format right. yes yes and you were a little bit rebel or savage if you get like something warm at lunch at the cafeteria we usually don't do that wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> black people can't even go without the chicken yeah. or... no we definitely don't do that and of course i can't speak for all dutch people yeah But it's not the what you get from home, no. It's so really like, like in the as morning. far as like the chicken and definitely your not seafood. In, What about seafood? Because black people love their crabs and, and in the afternoon. And, no, we don't do that. They kind of do it like in the evening. In the like, like it's dinner. So dinner. So yeah. dinner is like. So what do you? What What is your dinner time when you say you eat warm? Like what yeah. time is that? I think like most Dutch people eat around six, but okay. me and my family we usually eat around eight. Okay, but yeah. everything in the daytime or before that, like morning, lunch, yes, kind of, kind of like warm. with a with a slide out. Yeah, You're just eating like bread, yes, and a fruit. Yeah, <laughs> <And then>, no, <laughs> what? That, that, that sounded so shady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. No, I'm just really understanding it because it's, yeah. it's a whole different way of life. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's you know, really, everything is mostly cold. Like it, exactly, bread, fruit. Maybe you get yourself like a soup. We can do soup in the afternoon. Soup. Okay. Yeah, like a little cup of soup. We But call I think that it. makes sense because it's kind of like a deli, kind of like you know you have delis here that have like yeah. you know those kind of the bread yeah. sandwiches and your yes, but lettuce. But you don't. Yes. So do y'all eat like the lettuce, tomatoes, and that's like a special kind of sandwich. Usually, when you just work five days a week, mm-hmm. you may usually prepare your bread in the evening. So you kind of. Um, How do you say that? Spare that time for extra sleep. Uh-huh. So when you prepare your bread in the evening, it's usually just cheese or peanut butter or maybe something else. And when you want to do something fancy in that sense, you get yourself some lettuce or maybe avocado is very popular, of course. Okay. Avocado with maybe tomatoes or lettuce. That's really interesting. Yeah, or cheese. Yeah. That is really interesting. Yeah. Because here we have like, you know, the whole big cookouts and... Yeah. Barbecues yeah. and southern food, yeah. cornbread, yeah, yeah. You know, mac and cheese, yeah. chicken, mm-hmm. rice, mm-hmm. collard greens, yes. neck bones. Oh, you know, all of that, you know, yeah. so And wow. of course, and it's, it's interesting because um, the Dutch cuisine is very different than the Surinamese cuisine, but mm-hmm. I do think because there are a lot of Surinamese people, it kind of considered Dutch cuisine in a way, but also not. But like the Dutch cuisine, like if you really want to go there, like Dutch Dutch, mm-hmm. that's like potato, sausage, vegetable. It's very practical, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense because if you go back in history, the Netherlands was kind of like a farmer's country, okay. and it's not underdeveloped because some people think it's underdeveloped. When you say farmer, no, it's like one of the richest countries in the world. Oh, okay. But it started out as a farmer country, mm-hmm. you know. So I do think like a lot of our traditions is more about practicality. Yeah. So even our food has to be practical you have you know you had to handle the cows you know all day you're hungry yeah. bam get you some potatoes bam get you some sausage bam one vegetable nobody got time just to you know season it just that's all very practical <laughs> so so you living here yeah you've been able to still though keep that same Yes. Routine yes. of what you eat. And yes, our kinda... friend Keelan always roasts me on that. Okay, there you go with your, with your little breath. No, because it's weird and it's almost like anal. Like I'm so obsessed with not eating warm before six. Like even when I go to Lennox Mall with friends mm-hmm. and they want to get their chipotle, I will literally look at Lennox to see if I can just 
find like a Panera bread and get some soup or bread instead yeah. of ugh, a heavy warm a heavy meal. Warm, yeah. yeah, that is so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but the Surinamese cuisine, and we still eat that mostly at night in the Netherlands. But the Suriname, they eat it during the day because of the heat. That kind of looks like southern food, though, like the collard greens. The chicken, the uh-huh. rice. I think it's a mixture of Jamaican and okay. Southern food yeah. and Caribbean, South okay. American. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely love Surinamese cuisine. But yeah. you guys do have like the, do you guys have, do you, I'm pretty sure you have like the fast food chains. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So do they get like a lot of service or is it like something that's popular that a lot of people would go to? Yeah. Especially among teenagers, of course, which you also see over here. Like, like te- of course, teenagers. Teenagers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When teenagers. you're 16, 17 and you know you're free at 4 p.m you just had some classes of course you know you're gonna go to maybe a mcdonald's or a kfc but the interesting thing is we only have kfc burger king and mcdonald's yeah and maybe when i'm home there's more maybe there's a taco bar or five guys now Mm. but we don't have a lot of of fast food. food change and you mostly see them in the city and of course on the freeway but over here like in my neighborhood when i drive somewhere and i see like literally six fast food restaurants yeah you won't see that back home that often no and it's literally of course it depends on the family and your upbringing but it really is like a day out kind of like oh my god we're going to mcdonald's <laughs> and uh, yeah and not because um it's 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 quote unquote like it's cheap like back home it's also cheap uh-huh. But for some reason, Dutch parents, you just, I think they value maybe healthy food more. Uh So when as a kid, you are able to go to McDonald's, that's a party, honey. It's like, (laughs) oh my God, we're going to go to McDonald's. Get us a burger and some fries. Yes. Oh my God, can I get a whole menu? (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is interesting. I'm learning something yeah, new because I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. And disclaimer: I don't want to say that American parents value healthy food less. Of course, they do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like a disclaimer. disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. generalize. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's kind of a slight difference, maybe. Now that is something new. You, yeah. you really put me onto something new because <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So like, how is how would you how would you describe how how what do you feel about the uh, Amsterdam nightlife? Like, how was nightlife? Here? I had my fun. You had definitely, fun? yeah. I lived in you know, Amsterdam for like, eleven years. In Atlanta, yeah. it's like you know. Yeah. No, I definitely had my fun. Uh, uh. Yes, yes, and it's um. But don't what you have do like love... the strippers and stuff out of the? No, we did. There probably there probably are strip clubs, but it's not part of the whole going out thing. Okay. Yeah. Like the women in the windows. No. Yes, we do have that. The red light district. Yeah, the red light district. Yes, yeah. yes, the prostitutes. Um, but it's normal, you know. It's not like something you. Yeah. But they don't have normal. that here, right? Yeah. They don't have it in Atlanta. Yeah. No, 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 no. So that's like the difference. And maybe because of that, stripper culture is maybe not a thing because it's just like, okay, yeah, but I can just walk through a window. If so over there, it's kind of like a, y'all, this is just their way of living and not really like a, oh, we looking at you like, mm. Not anymore. Not, not anymore. anymore. So it's no. kind of normal for everybody over there. You know, because it's, it's been part of Amsterdam for so long, mm-hmm. you know, and I do know, ooh, I have to say it right, it was like a political decision that some people actually wanted to do something about it, maybe get 
prostitutes less rights there's there's a discussion going oh, on over there yeah, right okay. now and prostitutes are like no you have to you know maintain those rights which are because otherwise we have to do it on a black market and that kind of hurts our you know yeah. um, well-being yeah. because that's kind of scary yeah. so i think the netherlands mostly think okay if it's out in the open we can at least protect the prostitutes right. because we kind of know what's where it's at what's yeah. going on but what i do love about the netherlands as well you can just go out in your sneakers a lot of women just go out on their sneakers. I love everything about that. Ah. But sometimes, you know, you just come from work, you maybe have a wine or two, and all mm. of a sudden it's 11 a.m. or p.m., and yeah. you just go out, yeah. and you still have your work clothes on, you just, you know? So you don't have to do the whole commercialized, not commercialized, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do the whole, oh, I need a dress, and... No, not necessarily, not necessarily. And, and of, yeah, of course you have you suits have like that, that as well. That, yeah. Yes, yes, and of course I was part of that scene as well for a long time. But I guess it's maybe also an age thing mm-hmm. and the scene where you're in. I think that mostly really like the rap music scene is more so relaxed the sneakers and we're here for the music and have fun, you yeah. know? Um, and of course, like more the urban, urban scene where you have like the lounges and the big parties. Uh-huh. I would see women still buying dresses, but still it's, a yeah, you can buy a dress or you could just buy new sneakers. It's very open to everything. That's what I like. And I like the fact that we just ride our bicycles. Yeah, we just ride our bicycles to the club. Oh, and of that's course you have awesome. you know the people in the cars. Yeah, uh, but if you live in Amsterdam and a club is in Amsterdam, you're just gonna ride your bicycle right. to the club. But are yeah. you are you drunk riding or are you like? Oh, oh I fell so many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm gonna like, say oh, I, that sounds fun to be like yeah. be drunk, you know, pre gaming. Are y'all pre gaming too? Like y'all pre gaming? Like y'all drinking? When we before? were younger, now we don't do now any, anymore. Okay. No, it's kind of no. like I'm just going for the vibe. Yes, yes, okay. yes. We just drink over there. Okay. Are the people yes. like when you go out? Are they are they friendly? Friendlier than the people here in Atlanta, or like as far as you going out, is it kind of like a hey? What's up? I feel I good. I think it's the same. Or is it kind of like a... No, I oh, think okay. it's the same. I okay. think it's the same. Yeah, okay. yeah. People can be very friendly over there as well. Now, is it more men or women that go out? Oh, I That's never looked question. at that. Yeah. I think it's 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, I think it's 50-50. But it's fun. I really love the whole relaxed atmosphere of it all. And um, I had a lot of nights that I actually met people, and then you just go to an after party together, you make new friends. So it's very easy to to uh, connect with Dutch people. That's what I like as well. Okay. And it's mostly good vibes. Yeah, yeah. So they don't do the whole like, do they? As far as charging to get in? Yes, they do. But do they do like the whole women get in free? No, no. At this we, time? no. <laughs> <laughs> Equal rights, honey. <laughs> You will both pay. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, of course, I haven't gone out in the Netherlands for a long time. Uh-huh. Maybe they will do. Okay, maybe they will do before twelve. Women free, but usually I think it's just the same price. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they close at like three. No, five six. Five six. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's good. my kind of party. Yeah, yeah. So this oh, no, is so something. What? So what time would you get out there? If you twelve one. Twelve. Yeah. Oh. No one two. One two. Twelve. Yeah. But it opens at like 11 still? 11? Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good. I, I love that better than, than the clubs over here and at free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like after the club, are they like trying to find another spot? Or are they kind of find Sometimes. A, trying to find a little spot to eat at? Or is it Yes, like... definitely shawarma. Then we get the warm oh, food. Oh, so then y'all get the then good food. Then we get the warm food. <laughs> you know what, what's, oh, what's good when you're drunk and high and you dance tonight? Mm-hmm. You call it cup salon. Mm-hmm. So on the bottom you have salad. Then you have warm cheese, 
fries, mayonnaise, Ooh. barbecue sauce, and some other sauces, um, lamb's meat, fries again, salad. Mm. It's good. That sounds good. You got me at the cheese part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I really had some fun, fun times in Amsterdam. Yeah. I want to go one day because it sounds really fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So, um, I feel like we talked. We talked about a lot. We talked about upbringing. We talked mm-hmm. about music. We mm-hmm. talked about nightlife. Yes. What about? Well, we talked a little bit about fashion. Um, we haven't talked about it in during this episode, though. No, yeah, but what, yeah. so how do you? What, so as far as the fashion, because um, you know here we have so many like different avenues of fashion. Here you yeah. got Fashion Nova, you got yeah. your top major lines. Yes, yeah. um, like you know your Balenciaga, your yeah. Gucci, your mm-hmm. um, Balmain, yeah. all of that stuff yeah. here. You know, people are just kind of kind of fit that image of looking yeah. like you know I have it, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, I guess my question would be like, are are people that pressed? Not very pressed, Ooh. but are they that also like, like when you as you're looking at people if you're walking yeah. like if I was to walk in the street in, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Amsterdam do I see just like a conservative like I just got on you know what I need yeah. to wear yeah. or is it kind of like a hmm you got on this you got on that you got on that and I'm trying to I'm trying to look like a status yeah. so is it that because I feel like a lot of people um, here do that kind of trying to get the labels yeah. to form a status yeah. And you know, in reality is kind of mm-hmm. like it's not that, but they just have to put on this image. Yes, I so, definitely get what you're saying. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't knock it. There's nothing wrong with it. No, 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 no. It's a self-esteem thing. It's yeah, an yeah. Thing. And I do hope you can afford it. That's right. The most yeah, that's the most important like, thing. You know, yeah, pay like, your gas bill and then get the yes, new exactly. Like, you know, priorities yeah. first. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I get that a lot in the in the nightlife too. Like as, as far as like going out, you'll see a lot of people that are you'll see a lot of people that are really just relaxed and yeah. cold. Yeah, and then you have some of the people who are like still portraying this whole label. Yes, you know, image thing of like, and some people actually can afford it and got it. Yes, yeah. fine. Yeah, and then as you start to look at the backstory of it, you'll see that it's not. All there, yeah. Which is their business. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. their business. But like I had to grow at the same time, you know. Like, yeah, I had to grow as well though, because when I was younger, because I, I kind of was a label whore, or I, I kind of, mm. kind of still am. But I was when I was younger, it was you know more prevalent, uh-huh. and you know it was mostly. I worked. You mean like young, like teenage? or like Yeah, maybe early from 20s. 16 to 25, 25 you know. Okay. You would catch me like Dolce Cabana, everything, uh-huh. Gucci, everything, Mushino. And I still love certain brands, but it's really like, okay, I don't necessarily need to do the whole Gucci or Gucci or Gucci or Balenciaga, Balenciaga, Balenciaga. Yeah. Like one good purse is good, yeah, you know, purse, one good yeah. shoe. Uh-huh. But um, to come back to your question, in certain neighborhoods you will see it. Certain neighborhoods. Yeah, it's definitely, especially the Montclair jackets are very popular. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's the same. I think the style is different. Okay. But the fact that you want to show people that you can afford certain brands is is the same it's thing. Still the same. But what I really love about the Netherlands as well is that we tend to not put an age on the way you dress I think mm. because I do think that a lot of women and men maybe too 
just really dress still like okay I may be 40 45 but I can still wear Nike Air Max 1 right. I can still you know wear my jeans and a cute shirt like it's not necessarily oh my god you're past 40 so now so you have to do you the whole cons- yeah. conservative look yeah oh, so people are accepting of that they, they wearing, are yes know, they are and it's yeah. not like a why you got this on yeah no age. it isn't and of course it's, oh. it's maybe the com- combination is maybe modest of course you know but still you can do it and that's what I like as well like I remember when my sister came to visit me she's 52 now and she had on a leather pants and Keelan was like okay <laughs> you know leather pants when right. you're 15 and yeah, then of course cause here be like oh yeah. you're supposed to kind of like yeah. not degrade but kind of yeah. like you know yeah, no. go down in your yes. fashion or just yeah that's like, oh. really not what we're doing back oh. home yeah well, and maybe it's something that I and I'm, I'm I don't care now anymore, mm-hmm. but it's do something that I notice with women of my age, maybe in this city will maybe dress more. I don't want to say conservative and maybe it's also has to do with your job though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm partly hip hop culture journalism, so I don't have to be like all conservative all the time. Maybe mm-hmm. when you work for a bank, you cannot just wear your, you know, yeah. Jordans. I definitely understand that, but I do think back home is like more relaxed. Like, okay, of course, if you just want to wear your sneakers to work, you can definitely do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Or your letter pens when you're <laughs> Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like it's not really open here like that. I do think that they okay. really put a label on here to be okay. like, you know, oh, you're, you're 45. Why are you still okay. wearing this or wearing that? Okay. You know, kinda yeah. you, we want you to look like a certain. Like image. a 45 year old. Yeah, like a 40 year old. And mm-hmm. I think, I think, but I do think it is happening here too because I think. And I guess it'll be a cultural thing based off, like, how can I say it? Like, either you're not kind of like you looked apart or you don't. Mm -hmm. Like, because I I guess the grandmothers, when I was growing Ah, up, look very different from the grandmothers of this generation. That's true. So it's kind of like a generational thing of, like, but that had to do with when we were in school, a lot of teenage pregnancies happened. And it happened, you know, before okay. us. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Our generation, my generation, had a lot of teenage pregnancies, which led to younger yes. grandmothers. Yes. Which led to a different look mm-hmm. of grandmothers. Yes. So it wasn't like I became a grandmother at 50, yeah. 60, or, you know, late 40s. It yes. was like I'm a grandmother at, at 30. 38. Yeah, something yes. like that. So they're like, oh, I'm still trying That's to. So true. I'm still trying to do my little step, yes. you know. Because but I even a, think Bernice Burgos is a grandmother, right? So who? Bernice Beer Burgos. You know, she is an Instagram model slash video fixer. I feel like I know Beautiful I woman. Her. But I think she's 38, 39. And I think she's a grandmother. grandmother see? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, but yeah. It, it's not really a whole, you know, I can't dress like this at an age, but it's kind of yeah. like a, the generation timeline that is kind of being affected. That so too, yeah. That's what's making a whole different yeah. look. And I know? must say, though, just to make sure that your viewers don't get like a. a, a, a how do you say that the wrong view? Yeah. Like although older women maybe wear like leather pants or sneakers, it's still how they combine it. It's still modest. Like you, you won't see a forty-five year old necessarily in a leather pants with like a crop top. Uh-huh. She will just combine it with like um over 
um, oversized sweater. Oh, so you will okay. still see like the leather pants, of course, uh-huh. but it's not like you will see your belly or oh, something okay. like so that. It's not like vulgar, it's, it's not. No, right? it's not vulgar. Yeah. Exactly, okay, exactly. Okay. It's just hip, I so guess. So it's really. still, yeah. So it's yeah. still like, mm, yeah. I got it, but. But I, I know yeah, I don't work yeah. right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I ain't gonna give you too much. I'm gonna yes, give you just yes, a little bit true. and let you know, yeah. but yeah. not be like mm, yeah. Cardi B or, you know. So exactly, exactly. No, I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, how is uh, dating in <laughs> how is dating in the Netherlands? Uh, uh, that's a whole nother. I know that's so much to just unpack. Yes, even it dating is. in Atlanta or America. So I know. Yes, but um, how would you describe dating? In- I don't even know where to begin. Okay, let me just give some pros and cons of both countries because I want to be fair. Like in the Netherlands, what I really like about Dutch men is that most of them are all about equality. What of course is a good thing. Like if you go out, um, they don't necessarily treat you like a subordinate because you're a woman. Uh But it also means if the bill comes, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to pay for everything. Mm. You do have some men who would say like, okay, you're going to pay for your own wine. You do have some men who are just going to wait until you maybe pay or say something. And you have men who think like, okay, I have to pay. But those mostly are like more the macho men. Uh-huh. You know what I'm what I'm attracted to. Um, so the role playing is... Is less is over. Less, of, yeah. So it's kind of like it's not the whole American thing of like if the man takes us out. You need to have the bill and pay no, for it. It's no, like no, a, no. It's way it's more could. flexible. It's way more flexible. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I think that, that a lot of Dutch men um, get like the whole equality upbringing from home as well, oh. you know? So I do think that they are more femi- feminists, I guess, in that way. Or not more, but they are. Yeah. Um, what I also like is that sometimes it can be just relaxed. They can just pick you up on their bike because oh. it's Amsterdam yeah, and you can so park. Like so just... You know, just yeah. ride the bike, and I see you there, or I will drive so by your house. The transportation that y'all have, the roads, yeah. of course, the cars. Yeah, but it's more faster if you have way it's faster. Fast, it's way faster if you have a bike. Yes, you're just on the sidewalk. And yes, just, yes, okay. because it, it really doesn't make sense to drive. And of course, if you have kids or stuff like that, yeah. or you, you work in another city, you will have a car. You will see cars in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. But most people, I think, who actually live in Amsterdam prefer riding their bike because A, it's faster. B, parking is like insanely Crazy. expensive yeah. in Amsterdam. And besides that, good luck finding a spot. So, could y'all have the, is it the street parking with like yes. two lanes? And yes. like the little, the like the little, like, it's like blocks. Yes. Like, a, like New yes. York or so. Yes. Kind of. Really, yeah. So it's kind of like really small. And it's yes. kind of like a one lane kind yes. of thing. And it's like, yeah. it's not like a garage or a parking lot. We do. Lot. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, some places you have garages. Not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. And of course you have like, um. You have trains? Trains. We do have trains, metro. Okay. So that's, that's normal too. Back yeah. home just to drive the metros, like. The most rich people drive their bikes and ride their um, or ride the train. So it was really weird to me to come here to see that public transportation can be a class thing. Mm. I'm like, yeah, the richest motherfuckers back home just ride the train. Like, what's the problem? Oh yeah, you know, if it's like, just like the train, yeah, I get on no train. Yeah, yeah. that's nothing wrong with the train. Yeah, no, they get you there long to get you from point A. Right? To point yeah. Five. Yeah. So that's. That's something cute about dating as well. Um, what I love about dating in America is sometimes the gender roles that they actually 
you know, pick you up. You uh, can decide where you want to go. They um, get the bill. And not to say that a man always have to do that, but it's sometimes cute, especially for the first date. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for some reason, and I don't know if it's like a cultural thing, like, oh my God, it's different because, and then I like it more. But uh, I do think I, I like uh, American man more. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now there's different layers to American men. So yeah. What kind of like... <laughs> yeah. So like what kind of American men do you like? As far as, well, not a, I guess I'm asking like physically. Yeah. What kind of American men do you like? Or do you have a physical preference? Because some people don't. But are, yeah. are you looking at more intrinsic qualities but as far as extrinsic qualities both both, both. Okay. but i do think that in atlanta you do have more macho men than than in the netherlands mm-hmm. um and maybe more protective i guess mm-hmm. uh, or really you know not afraid to play that role now, have you lived anywhere besides atlanta in america in new york for so a while york yes and atlanta yes and then, so your New York experience is more is very different from your Atlanta. Experience. No, I don't want to say very different well, I'm asking, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it isn't. No, I think it, it could be an American thing. Oh, so it's yeah. like it was. It was yeah. a trend that was yeah. present in both yeah. states. In both states, okay. and of course, Surin- dating in Suriname is a whole different story as well. Uh-huh. But it does remind me more of American men. So the Surinamese men is Suriname. Remind me more of American, American men okay. than the Surinamese men in the Netherlands, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, so you had to choose to date. Oh, America. I cut the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh. And sometimes language is kind of hard because when I want to speak my mind or I'm frustrating about something uh-huh. and I can't find the words, it's like, no, no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, and and I, and I can't say for sure because I'm in Atlanta six months every time, so I'm not gonna say, oh my god, you know, every guy is so wonderful. Mm. But I must say, most of my experiences has been has been good. Yeah, mm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So is it like <laughs> is it also like they? Or is it easier to meet men here, or is it easier to meet men in the Netherlands? But I always thought it was oh, well, easier here. They now, the funny yeah, thing is because yeah. I was back in Arnhem, and you have to keep in mind Arnhem is like different than Amsterdam, uh-huh. and they gave me Atlanta the last time I was here because oh. in Atlanta it's more common that people just actually stop their car to talk to you, right? Uh-huh. And I never experienced it in the Netherlands because men are just don't like that or something. They're more like, okay, I will catch you when I catch, when I catch you. you. When I catch but you, they're like getting there the now. Yeah. Oh, so they're like they're pulling up, up park- like, yeah, hey, putting up what up? Their like, car. What Excuse up, me, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on over oh. here? Yeah. So they're getting bold. They're getting real bold. Yeah. But you like it, but kind of like, you know, you you like that part of like not being able to be like, oh, it has to be formal at a coffee shop or <laughs> on the side of the street or something or at a stoplight and we're just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Or, you know, it's kind of like... I do prefer like in a work setting maybe or a coffee mm, shop. Okay. Or, yeah. 
So you you prefer yes. that, but they're also starting to do the, the whole spontaneous yes, yes, kind of yes, like, oh, yes. if I see you, I'm yeah, going to yeah, try yeah, make sure, and yes. shoot my shot kind mm-hmm. of thing. And they, they maybe did it like in the city or, but like really stopping the car? Mm. That's new for Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah it really is but the funny thing also is because sometimes I try to you know because I'm still single and so I'm also like very self-critical like I want to know okay what can I do better how um, does this uh, quasi relationship went like how can I you know make sure that I meet the guy that I actually want to spend the rest of my life with so sometimes I just write down the man that I have dated to see where kind of went wrong Mm -hmm. but I must also say that you can't put a label on it. Like the experience that I have in America are sometimes also the experience that I have back home and vice versa. So you can't necessarily say that American men communicate better. Right. You know? It's yeah. just, yeah. It just like sense. universal is yeah. still, oh, okay. men are yeah. still men. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how are they on like, uh, like as far as like the whole gay, um, mm-hmm. LGBT? Yes community and rights and stuff like that is yeah. are they more proactive over in, in in Amsterdam or is it like a conservative um, um DL kind of thing cuz like where I grew up at yeah. it's kind of like a like it's a DL thing mm-hmm. um I think you will notice it I think people like probably you'll have some that are probably like just out mm-hmm. and just have this you know personality that you'll be like okay yeah this person is gay or this girl she may be you know it's kind of like an extreme thing. Like even a male, either a male is very feminine, yeah, have feminine ways, or either yeah. a female, she's very like masculine, like a stud mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, where I'm from, you know, okay. it's very small, so it's really it's it's very easy to kind of yeah decipher different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would have to kind of like either kind of mask it and be you know very down low, yeah, and just kind of like play the role. Okay. Of, not being gay or anything because okay. you know the whole town is kind of like not pro gay and just like hey um, you're gay so it's kind of um, like you just gotta let me just ride away yeah. so I don't be neglected yeah. or anything like that uh, so okay. um but as you start to grow up and yeah. get out and be more exposed to different things you're kind of yeah. like well now I'm more comfortable and I'm ready to kind of like just live my life live my yeah. truth and then that's how you just kind of, you know, blossom into, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, who you are. Um, but is it kind of like the same over there or is it, are they even accepting it? Not, and that's just speaking where I was from, but you know, as far yeah. as Atlanta, you know, it's kind of like, hey, that's you. you right. Can do your thing. Yeah, and I think and you, you have can... spots for it where you yeah. can go hang out. But like, you know, where I'm from, there's no spots to be like, hey. Oh, you want to be gay tonight? You want to be gay tonight? Let's go dance. You just can't. You just can't. I think it's maybe the same in the sense that cities like Amsterdam and Rotterdam are, of course, very liberal. Uh And I do think most cities in the Netherlands, though. But, of course, you will still maybe have, like, a village somewhere who maybe people can be less accepted. Uh Accepting. But I do think that the Netherlands um, is very progressive when it comes to LGBTI oh. rights. We also have like COC Netherlands. That's an organization, an international organization based in the Netherlands, who actually fights for gay rights in different countries and, of course, also in the Netherlands. Um, 
And I think, I don't want to say if it became legal in the Netherlands first, but I think in the Netherlands was one of the first countries who accepted gay marriage, though, as oh. well. Yeah, it's a very progressive city, a, a country when it comes to that, though. Okay. Yeah, but still, you ha- sometimes have terrible incidents when people oh, are just okay. getting, you know, um, beat, like up beat up or, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but overall, they're doing well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kind of similar. Yeah, you just yeah. have smaller towns. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It I feel really like America's is. progressing too. Yeah. Towards the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, just like how they always say, they always say that we are planting the seed. Yeah. For the next generation and doing that's more. That's definitely for that. true. That's so definitely true. We won't be able to experience yeah. it, but you know, yeah, the work that we put in will be able to yeah be for the next generation so i that's think that's so good. true that's so true that's a really hard part about living in life though as you start to accept that like the things that you want to happen yeah you really just have to put in the work to do right. it but you can't enjoy it but you know that eventually this work yes will make it easier for somebody yes. to grow up without yeah. it to be like this is now in place and i don't have to second guess to be like it's I wonder so how it would true. be if this happened or if I it's could do this. So it's kind of like, well, it's you so had somebody true. before yeah. who came and did this and, yeah. and made a statement about it. And yeah. now you're able to yeah. just have it in front of you and yeah. just see like... That's so true. It. That's so true. That's cool. And it's also like a reason why I don't want to live in fear mm-hmm. because I think like, okay, in comparison to maybe black people who came before me, I have... More freedom, of course, than right. they had. Yeah. So I really so want like, to chase my dreams. Yes, what I'm going to do with this. And hopefully, of course, generations after me will have, you know, more freedom even. Racism will be maybe less in the United States and in the Netherlands. Right. And yeah. No. So yep. definitely try to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good reason to keep fighting and keep yes. going. Because it's like yeah. the next person that's coming is yeah. like, It'll all be paid out that's to make a so better world. True. So. That's so true. And of course, true. you have different strategies. You have um, a lot of brave and wonderful black journalists in the Netherlands who actually write a lot about um, racism and how uh, certain media companies can do better when it comes to representation, you know? Um, you have organizations who are actually trying to create awareness about black history to make sure that people don't think that it started with enslavement, but mm. all the history before that. Right. Um, and my strategy is kind of like make people aware of how those representations can affect other people. Mm. So what I'm trying to do when I'm teaching or maybe giving lectures or talk to a fellow journalist, like if you're going to write a piece maybe on um, a Muslim um, killer... Um, there's a difference when you only use Muslim when the guy's actually Muslim or when you only use um, white or Christian when you know that person is like that because with the headlines sometimes in the Netherlands they uh, have like double standards so when Mm. the person is brown and they maybe think they're Muslim they will maybe say Muslim killer blah 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 but when the killer is white they will just not say Christian killer or you know what I'm saying like it's a double standard and sometimes even last week that happened a white person killed three uh, women and one of the headlines was like um, wonderful boy went <gasps> wrong. You, you can't, like, oh. I'm not sure if I'm translating it right. Yeah, but I get it. It's yeah, you get like it. This. Like, it's like they try to minimize this yeah. evil side. Like, he went to college. He was so wonderful. Everybody yeah. likes him. They do that here, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of my strategy. Make people aware of that. 
and not only when it comes to racism also like lgbtqi gender stereotypes um even disabilities like it's insane to me that i don't see more people with disabilities on television mm. you know like disability representation as well yeah wow yeah yeah they do that here too because they're kind of yeah. like a lot of kids a lot of white kids shooters yeah that'll be in the news they're kind of yeah. like but I think they they do it in the headline, and they also do mm-hmm. it as far as like the reasoning of the act. So like, if, like oh, how you said okay. if it was a Muslim yeah. killer or something that did yeah. something, they'll just mark it as a terrorist or yes. something that's bad. Yes, something yes, but if yes, yes. If it's white or something like that, yeah. they'll be like he was mentally yes stable yes, yes, yes. or he yes. was dealing with this, yeah. and it's yeah. like. This is y'all really trying to make this now yeah. a mental yes. health kind of yes. thing, but yes. as far as any other race trying yes. to have mental health, it's, it's like so true. That's so really. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's like yeah, it's so, so it's true. like, it's and then so they and, and then they end up getting off on the whole case or trial yeah. because yeah. they put that whole headline out there, mm-hmm. and then another culture or race has to actually serve the time and yeah. go through it. It's so true. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's it's sometimes hard when you, you know when we talk about diversity. Um, sometimes people in Atlanta ask me how it is in the Netherlands growing up as a black woman, and it's really hard sometimes for me to explain because if I base it on my experiences, yeah. I would say okay, it's not that bad, yeah. you know. But of course, I see what is going on around me. I can still. Here in the news when black men getting stopped for no reason mm-hmm. or when sometimes people are getting, um, you know, cussed at or like even a couple of weeks ago in Enschede, uh, 30 people just stormed into a Muslim family and started beating them up. And mm-hmm. even when you think about some Dutch humor, though, because Dutch people really think anything goes. So sometimes Dutch humor is like, yeah, it's low-key racist, you know. Um, you had like a guy on television who... Um, what, who is called Nick mm-hmm. and then he painted himself brown and then actually called himself the n-word like now my name is n-word wow. yeah or they make a lot of fun about Asians you know like weird jokes and it's like oh my god we're so liberal we're so progressive so anything goes around here you know so it's 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 hard sometimes but I also try to look at, at the positive things uh-huh. because again you know I love how the Dutch government takes care of their citizens. I love mm. the healthcare system. Um, the Netherlands have brought a lot of good things, but still there is some work some that can be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there as much homelessness as... Yeah, it's as, getting worse. That's kind of sad, though, because I it's think... It's getting we worse ne- over there? Yeah, oh, like okay. you actually have working poor now. I think something that we never had before, or at mm. least in a long time so it kind of makes me sad to hear that you have actually people in the netherlands who work two jobs and still can you know get around we never had that really before no and so a big discussion now is that a lot of companies um transport people from poland east europe to the netherlands to actually do the same work for less money so now dutch people are complaining like oh my god they're taking our jobs so that's like the latest discussion, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think we have this we have a good safety net. Mm. So if you really know your way in the Netherlands, if you really do your investigation, 
and you're maybe like a single mom or you're out of a job or um, you can't work anymore because you're sick if you know the ways you can make sure that you can at least you get government assistance yeah. you know yeah oh, wow. yeah yeah that's interesting yeah <laughs> yeah well, this has been a really great episode. Um, did you enjoy yourself? I did. I did. Thank we talked you. about a lot. We did. And we learned a lot. I learned <laughs> a lot. Thank you. Yes, I really did. Thank you. Um, can the people find you on social, uh, media. social media? Do you have like any <laughs> social media? Okay. Social media Yes, okay, so I have a Facebook business page. Okay. And you can find that when you just type in at Kim by Kim N L U S A. Okay. Um, I have a website www.kimbykim.com Okay. Kim and I'm new to Instagram, so okay. I think I have Instagram for a week now. I okay. literally have like two followers, I think. Oh. So please, so please, I'm a, please get my I'm followers tag, up. Yeah, I'm a tag thank you. you. We gonna, and we that's get that, thank you. That and that's like at reporter lowercase came by came but i will text you that so maybe you can yeah send it on my tag and yeah, yeah. So get my listeners up i want to be the main bitch <laughs> not the side bitch no more yeah. not the side piece yeah so i'm glad you had a good time i'm mm-hmm. glad you enjoyed this episode and as always, you know, you can all we're gonna we're probably gonna have to be a part too because yes. there's definitely some more things we can talk yes, about definitely. and address so we're gonna keep that in mind um and as always um peace and love my friends mm-hmm. i'm gonna say bye to the listeners bye. you guys have a great <laughs> day and peace and love peace and love